Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Monday, January 25th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And Coach, here we are on Monday, just a normal Monday here, getting ready for another NBA slate. You think so, huh, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick up my microphone and the grand champion, Mr. Andrew Hansen. How about... <laughs> Our listeners out there that didn't see it on the, our posts, Mr. Hansen decided to play the $4.44 fan duel uh, for the big bucks, and he took it down. Just a, a small ROI. We're used to a little more, but it's okay. 81 grand. So congratulations to you and our whole Coach Talk team. A lot of us use variations of uh, your lineup that that won it all, and we all cashed and everything else. But uh, almost five hundred thousand people were in that contest, and you finished in a tie with what was it like eight people? Six of us. Six, Six people us. Uh, and eighty-one grand apiece, man. So I could not be happier for you. I know how much hard work you put into it, and it just goes to prove, you know, the old adage: uh, you work hard, and then something. Good is going to happen. So fantastic, man. Great, great win. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah. And like I said in the tweet, you know, thank you. Thanks to everybody at the team. And uh, probably wouldn't have happened without DFS Coach Talk and the way we grind on every slate. And uh, you know, special thank you to Shane, who's done all the NFL podcasts with me all season. Yeah. And uh, we just I know he was high on Dawson Knox. I kept seeing that yes, he over was. and over. <laughs> he was. And, uh, you know, we, he, I think he mentioned how um, MVS was a, a GPP play. Yes, he and did. he was the final guy in the lineup. Um, I can wow. still remember it uh, when I when I posted him in there. And, yeah, I, I wanted to get a chief stack with Mahomes and Hill and Kelsey. So that was this lineup. And I went with my running back, who I prefer, Damian Williams. Who we talked about on the podcast, and uh, it was fun down the stretch because when Mahomes got that touchdown pass to Kelsey, that's what put us into first. And then I knew we just had to hang on. And then at the very end of the game, Mahomes had three kneel downs, and yeah. I, I I took the kneel downs with him uh, just to celebrate. <laughs> I knew that if he if he didn't run backwards about fifteen yards and get subtraction points, yeah. then we'd be good. So he he finished it off and. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. So, um, you know, sh like I said, shout out to Shane and you and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can use this momentum and, and just keep moving forward. Absolutely. And by the way, Shane and I talked earlier. Uh, we're good with, you know, 50-50 split. Uh, okay, No sure. problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but exactly. that's beautiful, man. I I love it. 81K, you can take a big giant chunk out and then you got a nice bankroll that's even a little juicier. But as we teach here, and I had a lot of one-on-ones this weekend, and again, I don't mean to sound preachy, but I just know after six years that it works, you know, and I know uh, Andrew is 100% bought in to our Coach Talk process, and that's what we talk about a lot on here is, you know, staying with that, you know, with the size bankroll you'll have in there, 20% per night, so you don't go crazy any nights in case there's some weird variants, and you keep building uh, with those uh, 50 50s and double ups you can supplement them with with your other plays but as long as you keep that in mind because i'll tell you you know i told the story to everybody that i do the one-on-ones with and i'll be brief here because i know we got a 10 game slate but about six years ago whatever it was uh one of my earlier nba takedowns 
was for 1600 bucks for like three bucks or something. And I was like, damn, this is easy. I'm going after it. And I uh, proceeded for the next 90 days to burn through that 1600 like it didn't exist because I was playing all these crazy GPPs and wild shots and I didn't take care of my bankroll. So I wanted to mention that because this is a perfect example of, you know, when you do have nice hits, you can balance that out. And the goal still, just because you have extra, you know, slush fund doesn't mean you have to keep reloading. We, we want to keep building it with you. So just want to mention that. And I couldn't be happier for you, man. It's awesome. Now we're going to just hammer basketball uh, all week. We had a good day yesterday, too. So that's nice. Yeah, that's right. You were uh, fire on that main slate. Uh, wins across the board, FanDuel and DraftKings. So let's get after it again here. Ten game slate. We've yep. got nine teams on the second night of a back to back. We have only one game over two thirty on the total on BetUS.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. And we're going to go game by game here, like we always do, and uh, mention some of the prices on DraftKings and FanDuel. Try to help you get that initial build. And then uh, you know, stay with us throughout the day for for news. Absolutely, um, there's, I want to there's always a ton. One last thing, real quick here, we have uh, right now as we're doing this, you know, right before lunch uh, on Monday, uh, about nine guys that are questionable that are going to be key for this slate. So we're going to review it, and you know, we both have feelings who's going to be in, who's going to be out. So we'll give you the best we got, but you got to stay in touch with us. You know, jump uh, jump in dfscoachtalk.com. If you get in our Discord, we're constantly updating that player news all the way down to the wire. Yesterday, making lineups, you know, we were getting that news as we went. And I kept having to shuffle, but you got to do that. That's the way the NBA works right now. And the second thing is, you know, pay close attention to all this because we're in uncharted waters. If anybody tells you they've got the right uh, way to figure this out at this moment, this is new stuff. I mean, the, all the COVID protocols you know, all these back to backs where you're playing the same team two nights in a row, that's never happened in the NBA. So these are all factors that we're utilizing and, and building on. So the optimizers are going to be off. I'm just telling you, you know, you got to hand build some of this stuff because we've never had this situation before in NBA history. So follow with us, get in DFSCoachHawk.com, follow us on Twitter as well. And then I won't, I'll stop talking, but it's, I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mr. 81K here is at Language Olympic. And Shane, of course, I'm going to call him Dawson Knox as his nickname now, is at D-E-T Sports Shane. So let's do it, man. All right, game one. We've got Philly at Detroit. This is a rematch from Saturday when Philly won 114 to 110. Over under here, 216. Uh, six and a half point favorites for the Sixers. And we've got Embiid questionable. He's one of the big dogs we've got to keep an eye on. Derek Rose is out again for the Pistons. So break this one down for us. Well, we've got uh, Philadelphia minus six and a half, according to betus.com.pa at Detroit. And the total is very low, 216 and a half. Uh, it is the third lowest on the entire slate. Uh, Philadelphia is third in the league defensively, Detroit 22nd. And as far as pace goes, Philly has picked it up. They're fourth, but Detroit is 23rd. Um, I watched quite a bit of that game, uh, the last uh, Philly-Detroit game. And, you know, it, obviously everything has to do with Embiid here. We've got to follow that news. 
you know, if he's in, he's extremely playable because they don't, I mean, they have Mason Plumley at center and then a bunch of guys they bring in there uh, to rotate. But, I mean, the, the bottom line is if he sits, it brings other Philadelphia players in play immediately uh, because of the massive usage. Um, if he plays, he becomes a very viable option if he's going to play without a limits, uh, minute limit. So we got to follow that news, and that really affects the Philly side um, without question. Now, Detroit just, I mean, they did play Philly tough in this last game. Uh, I just don't like the feel of uh, what they're putting out there. I mean, if you look at the their rotation of guys, uh, you know, I know Jeremy Grant is playing like a lunatic, and but his price is just through the roof. But, you know, you look at their, their rotation, DeLon right now getting all, most of this, the point guard minutes with both Killian Hayes and uh, Mr. Rose out. Wayne Ellington's been splashing a bunch of threes, but I guarantee you the first time you play him, he's going to take like a seven DFS point. So I'm always terrified to take him. Blake Griffin's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he may be rested. His price isn't too bad. And like I say, all those other guys are playing Svi and and uh, Diombo and all these guys off the bench. So I'm just not loving this game at all. I don't like the low total. I think Philly's a much better team. However, if Embiid sits, that blowout that I think could happen, obviously the odds of that get a little bit lower. Um, and then some Philadelphia guys become in play. But I have to have that news before I commit to rostering any Philly guys. Uh, if uh, if he doesn't play, I will post, you know, one or two guys that I'm looking at, um, including, believe it or not, Shake Milton. I just, the guy just has to get minutes. I don't care what anybody says, that he is producing as good as anybody on that team. So that's what I got for that one. Yeah, news dependent for me. If Embiid is out, I'll look at Dwight Howard. 4200 on both sites is a great price for him if he's going to start, uh, you know, against Plumlee. Yeah. Ben Simmons is, you know, I like the, how he's trending. He's a reasonable price, but pr- probably won't go there. On the Detroit side, you know, DeLon Wright does have the best spot here with the opportunity. Wish he was less than mid-5K, but he did flirt with a triple-double last time out. So he's he's a guy that you could look at. He's probably the only guy I would play. Uh, Philly did a great job defending Grant last game, only three for 19 from the field. Yeah. They and then smothered Ellie- him. Yeah, they did. And then Ellington, like you said, he's getting an opportunity, but now he's in the 4K range, and he's, you know, you you feel a little bit better about taking that GPP shot if he's in the 3K range. So, uh, decent chance this game will be a pass for me, and we'll turn to game number two, Toronto at Indiana. This is a rematch from last night, where Toronto was victorious, 107-102. They're really heating up here as they have gotten to seven and nine. And uh, picking up the defense, they're now ranked fifth in defensive efficiency. Decent pace here, top 10. And the total here, 216.5, Indiana favored by two. And big news here, we've got Lowry and Siakam questionable after they missed the game yesterday, uh, which really opened a lot of value for Toronto. I know you were on OG yesterday, and he really stepped up. On the Pacers side, in terms of the news, I don't think we have anything different than what we've seen recently. Do we, Coach? Did I miss anything? 
No, not so far. That looks pretty good. Turner's okay. back. Uh, last game, everybody's playing. Right. So on the uh, Toronto side, we'll just have to wait and see if if Lowry and Siakam are playing, Correct. because the, these prices in a you know lowish total, solid defensive teams. The Pacers aren't aren't fast. They're seventeenth, middle of the pack defensively. I'm not really thrilled about playing any anyone from Toronto if all their guys are in. If for some reason Lowry and Siakam sit again, you know Powell is still a decent price, uh, but nobody else is really uh, a, a steal. I don't think even even if guys are out, um, Baines is a guy that I think we need to keep an eye on because he is still the starting center. He's in the 3K range. He did he did well last night in only 17 minutes. Um, you know, I'd, I'd certainly rather play Dwight Howard if 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 Dwight Howard's going to start. But uh, let's see if Baines can settle in again because he's really he has not done anything all season. He's got much more talent than what he's been showing. So we'll see if he gets more minutes on the Indiana side. Uh, Holiday and McDermott are the guys that are really getting the opportunity here with Oladipo. Uh, having been traded. And they're both at a decent price on FanDuel as small forwards. Holiday's 41, McDermott's 45. You could go to one of those guys. I know you were on Holiday yesterday, had that double-double, so that was that was terrific. Um, that's probably it for me. I'm, I'm not too excited about this game on a 10-game slate. Well, I mean, this, this game could be one of my key games, Andrew, believe it really? or not, if Siakam and Lowry sit again. Okay. Would that would if those two sit again, and I had quite a bit from this game yesterday, it, all the dominoes change for me. Uh, if they both sit, Van Vliet's my first guy in my lineup. It's just a usage thing when those two guys are off the floor. Uh, he just blows up through the roof. Now, so he would be an automatic play. I would seriously consider Norman Powell. He's always solid when he's starting and getting a good chunk of minutes. So those two would be real strong plays for me if Siakam and Lowry sit. If Siakam and Lowry come back, then it changes the, the whole uh, concept of things for me for Toronto. Um, more than likely, I'm not going with anybody on Toronto if they're full, full-blown full lineup, just like you. Um, on the Indiana side, I'll tell you this. Toronto did a phenomenal job. If anybody, any coaches scout this game, and they want to know how to limit Sabonis, they need to do exactly what Toronto did. And that was double him in the post, show uh, almost a triple. He couldn't pivot either way. He was missing shots. He had, you know, he, he couldn't budge. So it did open some other guys up for Indiana. Uh, but, you know, Sabonis, I'm not going there at that price with this, you know, Nick Nurse designed uh, uh, defense on him. And, but I do, I do like uh, the way Holiday's playing at McDermott at their prices. They're getting opportunity and they're so cheap. It's easy for them to go six, seven X and it helps make your lineup. Um, I will say I turned my, the tune slightly on, on Turner. He's not only, you know, going to block a bunch of shots. He leads the lead by a mile. But he's starting to get more rebounds and starting to take more shots. He can whack a couple threes. 
So he starts to become on my radar for sure on that side. So um, I think uh, I love Brogdon always, but he's extremely expensive. And if Lowry's back, I like the way Lowry defends him. But if Lowry is out, uh, not that I want to spend so far up in this game, but if I get a few value guys to even it out, Brogdon's going to also be in my player pool because, uh, you know, he's been so efficient this year and his usage has gone way up. And and he's he's got uh, more points, more assists than he's had in his career uh, at this point in the season. So this, based on the news, will be either a very key game where I could come out with literally three of my roster in a 10-game slate, or if everybody plays for Toronto, could shuffle back to maybe just one of the value guys from Indiana. Okay. Excellent. Let's go to game three, Charlotte at Orlando. And this is another rematch from last night. Charlotte won that one 107-104. Gordon Hayward went off. And we've got the total here at 213.5. Orlando favored by one. With the news on the Orlando side, we've got Gordon and Michael Carter-Williams questionable. What are your thoughts here? Well, I, I watched a lot of this game. It was very exciting down the stretch. These these two teams are tough. Um, you know, if you don't mention Vuk in games like this, then, then you have to have your head examined. He's just so good, man. He's he's tough. And they ran a lot of doubles at him. They had, you know, every time he got the ball in the post, they were running uh, P.J. Washington at him with Biombo or Cody Zeller. So they didn't make it easy for him. He's just He's just too damn good. So, you know, uh, I don't think he's my number one uh, center selection tonight, but he deserves mention just because he's so steady and he's going to get value for you regardless of his price. Although I do have to say, and we'll look at it later some, man, did they jack up the prices on some people. There's like seven guys over 10K now on both sites and a bunch of guys in the upper nine. So it's going to be, you know, value play city to make some of these guys work. Um, if, you know, if Gordon's out, I went with Kim Birch last time, last night, and he, he slid by for me, but he didn't start and he got decent minutes, but I'm not going to go back to that. Well, again, um, really for me, you know, you either go Vuk. I know some people are going to look at Fournier cause he started hitting a bunch of threes and he's dangerous. Um, on the Charlotte side, you know, do you come back right back with uh, Hayward is is the question. And I think some of that has to do if Gordon plays or not, because Gordon will create a little bit more trouble for Hayward defensively. Um, I generally don't like to go back to uh, Hayward on back-to-back games, especially where he's done really well. He seems to have uh, more of a history of backing up a little bit in that second game. And Charlotte's got the three guards. They all need the ball. They're all good. I don't want any of them because I don't know which one's going to play the most. But all three of their backcourt guys uh, are solid. So the low total here uh, bothers me. The fact that defensively Charlotte's in the top 10 now at 10th. Orlando's improved up to 19th. And here's the other thing. Pace. Charlotte 20. Orlando 24. So this will be a game that I don't consider uh, very much. But uh, 
if there's a way I can fit Vuk in or if I need to use him in a GPP, I'm still considering him. Okay. Yeah, on that Charlotte side, I agree. It's, it's tough to trust Gordon Hayward on a back-to-back. If I if I was going to play him, it would be DraftKings where he's $800 cheaper. Uh, another uh, 3K center I want to mention is Cody Zeller. He's coming back from the injuries, coming off the bench. He only got 15 minutes yesterday, but you got to figure that's going to ramp up. Uh, he's only 3,300 on DraftKings. So I'm not sure if tonight will be the night to play him, but if he's more like 20 to 24 minutes, we may get the next slate where if they haven't priced him up yet, I'm going to be very interested in him. And if Gordon sits on the Orlando side, it will be a value opportunity with those guys, Ennis, Clark, and Birch. There's a chance I'd play one of them. Clark is still minimum price on both sites. I like Birch as well. I, I like what he's done this season. He's been pretty consistent. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll see about that uh, with a possible Orlando value play. I think Cole Anthony also in the mix here, reasonable price, pretty big slate though. So there's probably going to be some value that will open up. We wouldn't, wouldn't have to go there, but he, I don't think he'd be the worst play. All right. Game four, Miami and Brooklyn. And this is the highest total on the slate, 235 and a half. It's a Brooklyn big number. favored by seven and a half. Yeah. Juicy number. Uh, rematch here from Saturday when they smashed that number, 128-124. Brooklyn won that one and uh, continue to have a lot of absences with the Miami side. Jimmy Butler, Avery Bradley, Hero, Leonard, Silva, Moharkless, they're all out. Akpala, questionable. Gabe Vincent, probable. Dragic, probable. On the Brooklyn side, uh, looks like we've got everyone ready to go and the three big studs are slated to play. You know, looking at the price tags, uh, Kyrie Irving is the cheapest. I would consider him on DraftKings at only 9,000. Um, I mean, if you look at the last game, Harden only took eight shots. And, That's amazing. You know, he still almost managed to get a triple-double. So these guys are still going to, you know, put up numbers regardless of who's taking the shots. But it's going to be hard to pay for these guys when they're all three out there on the court. So I would look at the price and the fact that Kyrie's got the ball in his hands. Uh, and so he's in consideration for me. Jordan and green are interesting. You know, DeAndre Jordan on FanDuel is only 4,300. I don't like that. He only got 21 minutes last game, but I think, I think he can pay that off. Jeff green is also a reasonable price on the Miami side. How about bam? on Saturday with the monster yeah. over 40 points and he's only 8,500 on DraftKings. I don't, I don't like his price on FanDuel at 96, but I'm going to consider bam on DraftKings. And then with the guards, Dragic on FanDuel is only 5,800. I think that's, that's worth a look if he's good to go. I think none and none's a little bit expensive over six K on both sites. And then Duncan Robinson on FanDuel is only 4700 You could go there. How about you? Well, I, I can't wait to talk about this game. And, I mean, this, to me, <clears throat> what I've learned this weekend the most uh, is that what I thought would happen at the beginning of the year is now happening because they have all their guys. I think Steve Nash is basically telling his guys, listen, we can outscore anybody in the league. 
We have three superstars that have all led the league in scoring. Nobody's going to outscore us. So let's focus on moving the ball, get it up the floor, pick up the pace, and dare people to try to outscore us. And you know what? People haven't been able to do it. Now, from the defensive side, they're not playing good basketball at all. But I think that's part of Nash's design. He's being assistant coached by D'Antoni. D'Antoni was his coach in Phoenix. He was the head coach when Nash was playing. And I've talked about it often. Their goal was try to, to try to get a shot up before seven seconds, sec, seconds expired on the shot clock. I don't think they're quite to that point right now, but it's getting close. So this is, this is the biggest point I want to make on the entire podcast today. I think at this point, the way Brooklyn's playing with the stout guys that they have, no matter who they're playing, I don't give a damn if it's Utah or who it is, I think that you have to be prepared. And again, I don't care if it's a a two-game slate or a 15-game slate. You have to be prepared to roster a minimum of at least two guys and probably more from any Brooklyn game. And I know this is out there a little bit, but I firmly believe that their over-unders, you're going to see Vegas is overreacting right away, but I don't think it's an overreaction. I think you're going to see totals of theirs like a 240, 241 within the next couple of weeks because they're going to score like maniacs and they're giving up a lot of baskets. And in this particular matchup, you've got Miami, or I'm sorry, yeah, Miami 24th in D, but that's because they're ravaged with, with COVID. Brooklyn 26th. But here's the thing, Miami is in up to 18, even with the shorthanded, and Brooklyn's fifth. I think they'll eventually get to first. So in pace. In pace. Yep. So I think that you, you got to focus on that. You pretty much have to, depending on the size of slate like this one, you have to choose between the three guys. That's generally what it's gonna happen. Unless it's the perfect spot and you try to squeeze in two. So you got to pick between Durant, Harden and uh, Irving. Now, my favorite in this game is Harden, and it's because that exact reason that he only took eight shots. I think these three guys, they treat games now almost like an all-star game where they're going to share the ball to a certain extent. And I think Irving and Durant realize Harden was a little bit more giving with the ball. I think he gets the ball a little bit more in this game. Plus, the backcourt for um, Miami is obviously just crushed with, with guys being out, and that hurts them from the defensive side. So I'm looking as Harden as one, my, one of the three guys that I'd like from there. Um, I, the guys that I'll play in unison with them as a value play, Joe Harris is the most consistent of the, after the top three, and his price is okay. Um, I'm not going to go anymore with DeAndre Jordan or Jeff Green, too much split. Jeff Green's finishing games, and I just don't think you have to go there. And their usage is going to just continue to squeal down just a little bit with the three studs in the lineup. So it'll almost every night you'll see I'm going to build with one of the three studs and maybe Harris, and, and if there's no injuries or anything like that. Plus, uh, Brooklyn's trying to pick up a second center uh, right now. There's a lot of rumors out there that could happen uh, any day. Uh, On the Miami side, because of their situation, I like guys here. Obviously, great pace-up game, bad defense against them. Dragic at his price is very, very tough to pass up here. I also like Gabe Vincent here. I think 
Uh, he's going to go at super value, a lot of GPP play, but I think he may start and Dragic come off the bench for him. And he, you know, he plays when he's out there. Now, I'm not saying he's a, a lock and load by any stretch, but I think you have to consider him. Also, Bam, I mean, he, he, why, why not? It was like when I played Capella on that second night after he had that 65-point game and he had a triple-double with 10 blocks. Why not go back to Bam here? You know, he should do the same type of thing that he did the last game. So this will be a huge exposure game and a big uh, chunk of my salary with probably Harden and Bam. And I'd like to go as to a secondary guys, uh, probably not Harris today, but maybe, but certainly uh, a super value play in uh, Vincent and a decent play in Drogic. So I, I know I went a little long on that game, but I think it's key. If you know, if you follow us here and listen to us on a regular basis, you know we try to hone in on what we're seeing, not just statistical analysis. And what I see is play the over in, in a lot of these Brooklyn games and expect the DFS uh, production to rise as well. Yeah, I like that, and I'm glad you mentioned the potential shift to Harden because he doesn't get he didn't get as many shots in the last game, and I actually had that same thought. Will Brooklyn, by design, or maybe just these guys talking amongst themselves, decide, hey, I, you know, I, I had the ball a lot in the last game. Let's set up Harden in this one. And I do think that's possible, and it's a real risk because how can you trust any of these guys? And so I, I think it's very challenging, uh, and it will be an issue going forward, is how do you pick one guy? It's, I think, to me, it's, it's going to feel a little bit more like a GPP selection. Yeah, well, I mean, we went batty trying to pick between LeBron and AD. Now we've got a three-guy superstar. All right, Uh, game five. Speaking of LeBron and AD, it is the Lakers against the Cavaliers in Cleveland. Lakers, the big favorites here, 10.5, over under 212.5. Cavs coming off a big blowout loss last night at the hands of the Celtics. And uh, Kemba, sorry, uh, Kemba's in the uh, two games down the road. Yeah. Uh, we've got the normal in- injury designations that I'm not even going to mention for oh, the Lakers. That. That's and, such a uh, crap. So um, I don't have much for this game, Coach. Why don't you start us off? I, you know, I don't like this game. I'll just tell you straight up. You know, Cleveland's defense is decent, even though they got crushed by Boston. They, they still were trying to play hard. So, I again, I always say it, but hats off to bigger staff because they're trying. I just think it's a mismatch. I You know, I think Cleveland just looked shell-shocked against the Celtics. And I don't know how well they bounce back in this game. They still don't know what the hell they're doing with, you know, they had Drummond and uh, Allen in the game at the same time. Then And McGee got minutes. So it's like, it's just nuts. And... With Garland back, that takes some of the luster off Sexton because they both shoot the ball a lot. And that usage they're sort of taking for guys that were doing more in, in Jetty and, and Nance. But I don't want any part of that. I think this game could blow out. It's you know big number. Uh, the 212.5 total is terrible. And you know the pace isn't even great. The Lakers are playing slower than they did last year. They're just in the middle of the pack. Cleveland's 27th. So quick pass for me. I don't like this game. Yeah, I refuse to play anybody in Cleveland uh, with uh, the new guys in on the trade. 
And last night we had a handful of starters who didn't even play 20 minutes. It was almost like the, it was like a junior high game. Let's just get everybody even minutes. And now we've got a back to back. Their prices aren't, aren't great. So I'm not, I'm not going to play anybody from Cleveland on either site. A couple of price tags I like with the Lakers, KCP, you know, the way he's been shooting, he just hasn't been priced up. They, they seem determined to keep him around 4,000 on both sites and he can pay that off if he stays hot. And AD, only 9,200 on DraftKings. I mean, perfect opportunity here to compare him to those Brooklyn guys with only those two studs to choose from. And if they're going to be cheaper than the Brooklyn guys, you know, I think I think they're going to be a little bit more attractive to me than usual because these guys deserve to be over 10,000, and they're not. So uh, AD on, on DraftKings is, is somebody you can look at. Interesting. Right. I, one last quick mention. Uh, Kuzma's the king of, of scrap time getting DFS points. I mean, he just he like takes over. I mean, he's he's the best shooter in the league when they're up 30. But uh, just keep an eye on him. If it does blow out, he could get a backdoor uh, nice cover for you, 6, 7x. Excellent. All right, Coach, let's pick up the pace here as we go through the second half of the slate. Okay. Denver. Denver against Dallas. I'm going to let you start this one off because it's it's involving your Mavericks, and I think Dirk there over your shoulder has been whispering some some key information to you probably when I've been talking. So I'll just set it up as a 223 total. Denver favored by one and a half, and these two teams played back on January 7th. Remember that overtime game? Your Mavericks pulled that one out by seven, yeah. uh, but uh, Porzingis did not play in that one, and he should be back here for this one. So uh, what has Dirk been telling you about this matchup? Well, Dirk, uh, you, you missed it earlier. He frowned when he realized uh, Mavs were playing against the Joker tonight and okay. uh, had a, a slight look of fear there, which, you know, uh, let's face it. I, I've been preaching this on and on. The Mavs are, are solid, but their interior defense sucks. I mean, look what Cousins did to him. And he's, you know, I mean, they just can't stop people in the paint regardless of the rotation. I mean, Powell's been out of the, the mix. They're trying to use Cauley Stein with a little bit of Boban and then playing KP at center, but it just, you know, isn't getting it done. I mean, they're, the Mavs are 8-8, eight and eight, so they're, they're fighting, but their interior defense is bad. Uh, the Joker obviously having what I would consider, I mean, he's right up there with the top two or three on MVP uh, for me. I think he's just been phenomenal with being in shape this year and looking good. So, you know, if I don't go with both sides of that Harden uh, matchup in Houston, or, or not Houston, good Lord, poor guy, uh, with uh, Bam and Harden, if I have a little salary, then I'm going to go Joker. I think the Joker's got to be on the our coach's clipboard today. He's a a no-brainer pick, but can you fit him financially is the issue. But I do think he's, I mean, against Dallas, solid as a rock here. I don't really want anybody else on the Denver side because they've got a little bit of shift going on. Porter Jr.'s back. He's playing tough. You know, it's tempting to roster him, but they're not going to completely give up on Millsap and Jamichael Green, Will Barton, all these guys that have contributed. And then you've got Jamal Murray, who's been up and down, but I'll tell you, Luke is going to guard him. 
And Luca, and this is statistical, not me speaking as a fan. He's the most improved defensive player in the league, believe it or not. He is up to sixth in point guards of defensive real plus minus, which is amazing because he was bad when he first came in. So I think that can stifle Murray a slight bit. And then, uh, but what I am going to look at, hopefully the Joker, if I can fit him. But on the Dallas side, uh, you know, obviously you can't play Luka in this matchup if you're playing some of these other high-priced guys. I mean, it's just one of those where you got to pick pick your poison with the big guys. Um, but, you know, Porzingis' price is high. He's playing well. He sat the last game out for rest. And, man, Dallas is a different team offensively when he's in there. When he's not in there, they just have breakdowns. It ends up being Luka one-on-one, and then one of those guards – you know, uh, chucking a three off balance, whether it be Hardaway, Brunson, Burke, uh, they're all firing shots. So, you know, really Porzingis is my favorite guy on the Dallas side. I mean, you got to look at this 223 numbers good. Defensively, uh, Denver's 21st, Dallas middle of the road to 14th. And, you know, uh, 26th and 22nd in pace is my only concern. Do you want to spend your biggest chunk of money in a game with that slow of a pace, even though the over-under is not bad. So I'm not going to completely commit to the Joker or Porzingis, but they are right there in the battle with Harden and Bam and some of these guys uh, financially to make it into my group. But, uh, man, it, it, it's going to be a tough build today on the pricing. And, I you know, I generally build one lineup. I may build two today just because I'm going to want a little variance from one to the other. Yeah, I also don't want to spend a ton of money in this game. I don't trust the pace. Uh, I do like Porzingis' price on DraftKings at 8200 I know. I, like, I liked him more on FanDuel when he was in that 7K range, but now he's up at 8700 So I probably won't play him on FanDuel. And then with Denver, I actually like Murray here because of his price. He's only 7100 DraftKings, 7000 on FanDuel. Yeah, for, he's priced down. Yeah. And four of his last five games, he's gone over 40 DraftKings points. So you're looking at a very good chance of, of a 6K re, 6X return. Um, so I, I like Murray here, especially because he had that one dud recently, and folks are worried about his health. He's been questionable. So I, I like Murray here w- with his price tag uh, on this slate. Okay. Next game, we've got Boston and Chicago. And again, Boston had that big win against Cleveland. And uh, now they've got the, get the Bulls 229 total, second highest total on the board. Boston That's surprising. Favored. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Boston favored by five. You know, Chicago's pace is second this year um, under Donovan. He's letting those guards just, just roll. Yeah. Uh, Boston, slower pace this year. They haven't gotten their defense organized yet. They're 17th. Chicago's still struggling defensively. They're 25th. Uh, so these poor defenses lead to that total. Big news on the Boston side. Kemba's going to sit. Uh, Pritchard is still out. And then we've got Tatum likely to come back into the lineup for his yeah. first game in, in over two weeks. I'm not going to spend up for him uh, after that long break. I'm going to wait and, and see how he uh, you know s- settles back in. Jalen Brown's still in the mix for me, though, especially on DraftKings at 8,500. 
I did a double take when I read that box score from last night. Obviously, I was focused on football, so I wasn't following that game. But he scored 33 points in only 19 minutes. It was nuts, man. I I had him, and it was huge. I mean, he brought me home $81 winnings, and while you were winning 81K winnings. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, hopefully he he can help us more tonight. Uh, if we get him out there, and I think you can, uh, because he's you know back to back, but after only 19 minutes, I, I would consider him. And then the value play here for me for Boston is potentially Carson Edwards. Uh, he stepped up last night. It's it's only him and Teague really coming off the bench who are going to be handling the ball. He's only three thousand on DraftKings minimum price. Uh, so you know with Kemba and Pritchard out, he's a guy you could look at. On the Chicago side. Levine is, uh, you know, he's a little bit expensive, uh, probably won't go there. Gafford is a potential value play. You know, he's a little bit risky, though. You know, he's had a couple solid games as a starter, as Wendell Carter Jr. is doubtful again. Uh, but 3,100 and 3,500. I might go there uh, if, if I need to, because, you know, he, sh- he should back, bounce back after that poor performance in the last game, if, if he's going to start again, I think you could look there. You like anyone from this game? I do not. And this is my time catch-up game. Um, you know, with Tatum back, probably he gets, what, 20 minutes maybe, uh, 25 at the most. I don't want Brown or Tatum. The bigs all split time. I think uh, Smart, Teague, and uh, who's our, our- – Edwards. Edwards, I think they split time at the point, so I'm not interested there. Uh, I know the number's high in this game, you know, but defensively they're 17th and 25th. But Boston plays fairly slow when they're in control of the game. They're 19th. Chicago does pick it up, but Boston does a great job slowing the break, especially with Smart. Um, uh, you know, he really gets up under people uh, trying to push the ball. So, And on the Chicago side, Levine's just too expensive for me in this game. And I don't feel like I have to to duck anywhere else. So uh, I think this game's going to get decent ownership because of the over-under. But this is going to be a, a, a full pass for me. All right. Let's turn to the, uh, the other 9 o'clock tip-off on the East Coast. It's the Spurs and the Pelicans, 224.5 total. Pelicans favored by 2.5 at home. Uh, Spurs coming off that 20-point win last night against the Wizards. And with the injury news, I don't think I have anything written down here, Coach. Do you? No. DeJounte Murray's back. And, you know, when he had first hurt his ankle a couple days ago, it didn't look good, but he's doing fine. Uh, Both teams at full strength. You know, Spurs are 9-8. and Good You know, Pop does it, man. He looks like the nutty professor over there with the long gray hair, but he wins. Uh, Pelicans are 5-10. and that's got to be a real tough pill to swallow for Van Gundy with this uh, young team that's all playing minutes. Um, you know, I don't, I don't love this game. You know, the, it's 223 and a half, which isn't bad, but you've got the 13th and 23rd defensive efficient team, so middle of the road, and a little bit below average on pace. Spurs 15th and the Pelicans 25th as they set up in that half-court D. So, Nobody jumps out at me. I mean, San Antonio is the ultimate. You don't know who's going to go off on any particular night, literally. They have like eight guys that can do that. 
I don't see any, you know, super value plays like a Patty Mills if Murray was out or anything. And, you know, just always risk uh, with Spurs guys. Pelicans, um, you know, you're, they're getting a rotation of guys as well. The only guy that I like here, and his price still is fair enough, is Zion. Uh, Ingram's a little too high, um, but Zion's price is okay. And I think he can certainly do damage. He seems to be really chomping at the bit and getting it going. He's not shooting great from distance, but he's definitely a force. So don't like this game a lot, but Zion would be the option if I I did a one-off. Okay. I don't like anybody on the Spurs side because they are so hard to predict. The only price that's a little bit attractive for me is LaMarcus Aldridge at 5,900 on FanDuel. If he steps it up and has a strong double-double, he could pay that off. On the Pelicans' side, Zion would be in play at that price. I think Ingram is playable. And then Bledsoe, still in the 5K range. I do like that. Uh, He had almost 30 points in that last game. He's inconsistent, Uh, though. That's the only concern. He is inconsistent. But, you know, 5,500 on FanDuel. That's dirt cheap. That is worth a look, right in that... uh, right in that Dragic range. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, mo- mostly a pass here for me. The next game uh, is another high total here. Minnesota and Golden State, 10 o'clock tip-off, 227 total. Golden State favored by 8.5. Big news here as Cat is still out for Minnesota. D'Angelo Russell, questionable with the quad. Yeah. He, did, he didn't play last game. Rubio got the start. So that's important news for Minnesota. Um, you know, we've got fast teams here. Minnesota sixth, the Golden State is third. Bad defense. Minnesota 24th, Golden State 17th. So this game is one that I circled uh, as one that, you know, could be an important one that we need exposure to. The problem is, the only guy you really trust on Golden State is Steph Curry, and he's over 9,000, so he's expensive, and you need a, a monster game from him. It's possible. This could be the spot because Minnesota is so bad defensively. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, you know, consider that throughout the day. Oubre is still cheap, but really inconsistent and still shooting it poorly. Draymond is still cheap, but he's just not, not consistent at all no. uh, with anything. So I'm more likely to get a value play with Minnesota with, with the big cat out. Jared Vanderbilt, I like his activity. Still reasonable at that 5K range. And then Nas Reed is even playable on FanDuel. He's 5,000. DraftKings 6,100. Don't, don't think you need to go there. But you could go with one of those bigs, uh, a value play for Minnesota. You interested in uh, either of those guys? You know, it's it's funny. They're they're both tempting. I mean, this game is really bizarre, and it might be the pivotal game because, you know, you've got two of the top six pace teams in the league. I mean, that definitely gets your attention. And then over-under number is good. I just don't like a lot of guys on either side. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that, that somebody's going to have to score. I mean, I thought about you on Saturday because I do you'd shame me, and I took Malik Beasley as one of my key plays. That dude is struggling. And watch, I watched like every possession, and it was just, it was like pulling teeth. I'm done with Beasley for right now, man. His price isn't that good, and he's not playing well. I mean, Minnesota stinks. They're 4-11. and 11. 
Golden State's eight and eight. I, you know, if Russell doesn't play, what I'm going to do is fade this game and really hope Golden State blows them out. And I think they could. Minnesota stinks. So I don't want to spend up for Curry or even if Russell plays, I don't want to spend up. And it's such Russia roulette with some of those other guys. You know, Wiggins may be okay. Ubre, Green, so cheap. I even like Wiseman a little bit, but he don't doesn't get enough minutes. Uh, really, the the only value play you mentioned could be Vanderbilt. He's the guy that stepped up for Minnesota, playing a lot of minutes at a real cheap price. But this is going to be a hold uh, hold my breath, cross my fingers, and by fading this game, it's going to have a lot of ownership late. I'm going to try to uh, hope it blows out. I agree. That's the hope there. If you don't play it, and it's weird because Golden State just got hammered by Utah. I know. But this is, in today's NBA, you can have a team get blown out and then blow somebody out the next night because of all these injuries and COVID. So, yeah, I agree. Plus, That's, Utah's playing like crazy good. Yeah, Man, they picked it up. Unbelievable. Absolutely. All right, Coach, last game of the night, Oklahoma City at Portland, 224.5 total. Portland favored by 5.5. Both these teams played last night. And the injury news, we've got Al Horford still questionable with the personal issue, the birth of his child. And on the Portland side, uh, C.J. McCollum, of course, still out. So uh, late night hammer here, solid total. We have anybody from this game? Yeah, I want some exposure in this game. Uh, you know, again, they played last night, so this is a weird narrative here where they're playing back-to-back nights. We're all trying to get used to that. But, you know, uh, it's 224.5, which is a good number. Both teams are not good defensively. The Thunder are all the way down to 20th now. They were uh, up to 12th at one point. Portland's the third worst defensive team in the league. And you have a wonderful pace, 9th and 11th here. So it's going to be up-tempo, going to be hard to stop each other. You know, in a perfect world, Dame Lillard's an awesome, awesome play, but he's like the sixth expensive guy. You know, I don't want to be like all the other podcasts where they tell you, no, I'm not saying negative about everybody, but a lot of them have a tendency to recommend 10 or 11 of the top 15 price guys. And again, not a knock on anybody because it's easy to do that. I feel like I'm doing that somewhat today. But, you know, how do you deny Dame as a, a serious consideration here with CJ out and the way he played yesterday? He's such a streaky guy, and he's in his zone. So I think he's a phenomenal play. Again, you know, is he going to take the spot that I would have put Bam or Harden? I don't know. I got to figure that out. But definitely, definitely in the player pool. Rodney Hood's proven that he can play. Uh, he's The short minutes with the, with the price he's at is a little bit dangerous. They are rotating guys, so you got to be careful there. Um, Covington stinks, man. I'm sorry, dude. I've, I keep playing him, and he just... He just can't hit a shot, and he just is out of sync. Uh, so not going there. On the Oklahoma City side, I don't want to pay up for Shea, even though he's their only hope to stay in the game. Um, all of their other guys are just hit or miss. You know, Dort had a terrible game yesterday. Baisley, uh, Isaiah Roby's been okay, but they're using a lot of guys. So I do want some exposure here. Uh, probably going to be a, a value guy for Portland and hopefully Lillard. And if I need, you know, a cheap final guy in the lineup, you know, I will consider a Roby. Okay. Yeah, I like Roby. 
if, if Horford's out again, he's been solid. He can get you a couple threes and uh, yeah, Horford is out, by the way. Oh, officially out. Okay, great. Yeah. And going against Cantor, you know, we love that matchup. So yeah, but Cantor hasn't been playing as much. They're using Harry Giles, just you know, to mention. I've noticed they've chipped away. That's why I'm not mentioning him anymore because he's not getting the the bulk of the minutes all the time now. Yeah. Well, he'll get him in the in this you know the beginning of the first and third quarter. So that's correct. That's that's enough for me. And then I like Shea here. I think he's a reasonable price. You know, he's pretty solid against those the Clippers in those back to back games and great matchup here against the Portland backcourt. Yeah, he's their only hope too. So <laughs> he is their only hope. Uh, I don't Obi-Wan like Juan Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Lillard tonight with his price because I think Dort will spend a lot of time on him and he's been excellent defensively, shutting down uh, opposing guards. So uh, th- that's my concern there. And Covington, he has not produced. I I think he's got the talent. He just isn't. He doesn't have the fire right now. He's just floating around. He'll shoot the open three. He's, but he's pressing just, big time. He's just not doing enough with intensity no. uh, to to uh, take advantage of his talent. And no. uh, so, and then the other guys, I think they are, you know, a price that you can consider. But now Hood's. Uh, getting expensive on Fandle, he's five thousand. Don't want to pay that. Right. Uh, so likely just one or two guys from OKC for me, and hope to take advantage of that poor Portland defense. Awesome, man. Coach, any final thoughts here on this? 10 yeah, game real quickly, have to announce something real, real quick. In honor of your eighty-one K takedown, we decided to do a giveaway. So Joe Stanton, Tyler Pitzer, uh, they posted it on Twitter. All you have to do is like and retweet that post and then subscribe to us on YouTube and you're in the drawing. We're going to have the drawing on Wednesday before the games, a couple hours before. So whoever wins that weekly pass uh, will be able to claim it and get right in in Discord for the Wednesday night action. So we really uh, ask you to check that out on Twitter. Also, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, Take a second to do that exact thing. Subscribe to us, uh, put the thumbs up, and hit the alert button so you know when our podcast posts. That's it, my man. Yeah, final thing for me is we make full lineups for our members. So if you want to grab those and play them on FanDuel, we give out a, a cash lineup and a GPP lineup, at least one on every slate. We give out the uh, coach's clipboard on DraftKings with core plays highlighted and pivots. Uh, so to become a member, you have two choices. If you're into sports betting, go to betus.com.pa. Make your first deposit there of 149. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. And then you're going to be members with us all the way until April 1st. Get our lineups for every slate and every sport. If you're not into sports betting, just go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and sign up there for whichever length of membership you'd like. And we'll send you an email get you into our Discord, and then we give out those lineups about 20 minutes before tip-off as we sift through all that late NBA news. Exciting news. By the way, we can see the reflection of those giant stacks of hundreds. You may want to <laughs> move those. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, a lot of fun, and I uh, hope you all can uh, continue to tune in here. We are doing these seven-day-a-week NBA podcasts in front of the paywall, so I hope you enjoy them. And do hit that like and subscribe so you know in the podcast post. All right, Coach, uh, thanks a lot for everything today and everything you do 
all the time and, and for running the show this weekend and uh, has had that little weekend getaway. So I appreciate you doing that and appreciate all of you for tuning in. So on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I am Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.